1: Hello, welcome to the podcast, Politics by Faith Slater. Why are you talking so weird right now? Because this special is about UFOs. And that's my weird UFO paranormal voice. We did a special on the TV the other day, for some reason, about about, are UFOs real? Well, we did it because this guy came forward as a whistleblower. Uh, an intelligence officer working in the Pentagon says he has proof of non-human, uh, non-human spacecraft, and I don't buy it for one second, but that's just me. A vast majority of Americans believe in UFOs, and a, va- a lot of people are very, very passionate about this, right? This podcast or this TV show aired already. I got a lot of hateful uh, emails and tweets. People are like, oh, Slater, you're such an idiot that you don't think there are aliens. Like, I don't know. Like, what? But I don't know. I I lay out here in the opening segment why I don't think they exist. Then we talked to like a top UFO expert (laughs) who obviously believes they exist. Then we talked to a good friend of mine who Brandon Weikert, who has an explanation for what these objects in the sky might be. And then we talked to a guy who has uh, done some, a lot of research and talking to people who have, who have had experiences including a guy who regularly gets abducted. Can you regularly get abducted? Or is there a different word for that? I'm not sure. Anyway, this is probably the most popular TV show we've ever done. So uh, maybe we'll just become Alex Jones. (laughs) We'll just be alien people. Uh, This will be a new alien show all the time. I don't know, but enjoy. Every time I tune into the news or open it, UFOs, UFO sightings, UFO this. So I thought we'd do a special on UFOs. And see if anyone can convince me that aliens exist i do not believe that aliens exist matt walsh does he tweets about it a lot like this one intelligence officials now confirm that ufos of non-human origin have been recovered in studies at this point the only reason to discount these reports is your own preconceived belief that aliens can't exist the evidence is really overwhelming now so that, uh, that thought is based off of a former intelligence official turned whistleblower who told Congress and the intelligence community inspector general about extensive classified information of a deeply covert program that he says has intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. That's what they're calling it. Craft of non-human origin. Or more likely just Chinese. But we'll get to that little later. We used to call them UFOs. Now they're called UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. So the Navy has a task force. It's called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. And this guy, this whistleblower, was on the task force. And he gave Congress classified information, hundreds of pages with specific data about what they call the Materials Recovery Program. Wow. So that's it. That's the big Whistleblower, that of course we haven't seen anything, but they, he gave it to Congress. So, if I may, and we're gonna have guests on today, who are gonna try to convince me otherwise. So if you're yelling at the TV right now, no, Slater, Aliens do exist. A majority of people think that, by the way, majority fifty. I think it's fifty-seven percent of people think aliens uh, exist. So, uh, we have plenty of guests on today who are who are gonna speak on behalf of you and try to convince me. Uh, I would say there's no way these are alien. Aircraft uh, and there are no aliens. So, here are my reasons why I believe aliens do not exist. First, people do not understand how enormous the solar system is. When we think of the solar system, we think of charts like this from elementary school. Like, oh, here are the planets and we'll just put them on the chalkboard. If that was to scale, if putting our planets in line was to scale, an Earth was the size of a pea. Jupiter would be 1,000 feet away and Pluto would be 1.5 miles away. And the nearest star would be 10,000 miles away. So it'd be like three times the, the, the length of our country away if you were to do our planets to scale. If Earth was a pea, Pluto would be 10,000, or so the, the nearest star would be 10,000 miles away. If you were going on a rocket ship at the speed of light, at the speed of light, which is fast, it would take seven hours to get to Pluto. Slater, that doesn't sound that dramatic. <coughs> okay, well that's at the speed of light. How about at the speed of a spaceship? It would take 12 years to get to Pluto. And again, like, Slater, that still doesn't sound that dramatic actually. But by the way, when you make it to Pluto and you look back at the sun, it would be the size of a tiny pinhead. It'll be a tiny little dot. You can barely even see the sun once you get to Pluto. But Pluto isn't even close to the end of our solar system. It's not even close. It may be the last thing we see on our middle school room charts, but it's not the end. To get to the end of our solar system, it's called the Oort cloud, O-O-R-T. In a rocket ship, it would take you 10,000 years to get there. So we can't get there, but we think aliens can. And then when they do make the trip, at some sort of faster than the speed of light speed. When they do make the trip and come to Earth, they're only seen by people in Vegas.
0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: You're telling me the aliens made a 10,000-year journey and then crashed near the Vegas Strip and it got caught on a police body camera? What a buffoon of an alien that is. <laughs> you made it that far? And you crashed in Vegas? The average distance between two stars is 20 million million miles. I didn't stutter. That was... That's a real thing. 20 million million miles. So even at the speed of light, you can't travel between stars. And we're supposed to believe that aliens zoom from star to star and then come to America and plant a crop circle in Kansas. That just doesn't... Doesn't make sense to me. Uh... Just again, on the, the idea that the solar system is enormous, we, we think that there's, we can't really count them, but we think there's 400 billion stars in the Milky Way. Okay, that's our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy is one of 140 billion other galaxies. You So the nearest star... Again, it takes us 10,000 years to get to. There's 400 billion of them. That's one galaxy. And there's 140 billion other galaxies. Now, that's not proof that aliens don't exist. Because you may be thinking, well, Slater, the fact that so, it's so big and we, can't, we don't even understand what's out there in the other galaxies, isn't, wouldn't that be proof that, that there could be something further out there and we don't even know? Sure. So I'm not saying, like, that's not proof that aliens don't exist because the galaxy is so big. That's proof that if they did exist, they're not swinging by Earth for a joyride and then zooming back home a f- hundred million years away. or what, Like, Does that make sense? Also, they seem to only appear to Americans and Europeans. This is a chart of uh, UFO sightings. and we're, Our next guest, he's like, big UFO guy. I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to ask him why Americans and Europeans tend to be... These are, these are a, a, every, a dot for every UFO sighting. Why are they all in America and Europe? That's something in it. My second point, why aliens do not exist, is there's no way people can keep a secret. Let alone if the secret was an alien or an alien spacecraft. So here's the deal. I love a good conspiracy theory. I am more conspiratorial than ever in my whole life because we have reasons now to be cynical of everything we're told by authorities. But people are grabbing onto this conspiracy theory that the government has UFOs and, and they know about alien life and they're not telling. That's the conspiracy theory, right? The government knows of UFOs, but they're not telling us. But now we have this whistleblower who came out and says he knows that we have evidence, okay? That's the grand conspiracy theory, Area 51, the whole thing. Isn't it a way better conspiracy that the government is making all this up and they're telling us that there are aliens and telling us that there are spacecraft, alien spacecraft, telling us that there are alien life forms out there in order to scare us into supporting a unified one world government? Isn't that a way better conspiracy theory and also way more likely? I think we got a glimpse of this with COVID, right? COVID was a threat to everybody. It knows no borders. And COVID requires a a unified global response. And then we all decided to act like China to it. Well, now the WHO has created the Pandemic Threat Act And the idea is if there's another pandemic, we all need to act in a more unified global way. Okay, well, what would require more of a unified global response than aliens trying to kill us all? So you Americans, you may not want to sign on to one world government, but if the aliens are trying to kill us and we need to be unified against them, then of course you would. But no way the aliens would come trillions of light years away and then care if you know this these people are russians and they're americans and we're going to side with the americans like that they'll kill everyone so we need to put our differences aside and have a unified one world government so if you want to believe a conspiracy theory about aliens that's the one that the globalists are using the threat of aliens to change the game no more sovereignty it's not about the world anymore. it's not about uh different nation states anymore we're one world against this uh, existential threat. We're all the human race. It's us versus them. Elect me as president of the world. Also, let me throw one more thing your way before our guests. I want to leave our guests plenty of time. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be convenient if there was a crazy, never-before-seen attack on Los Angeles? Like, when we dropped the nuclear bomb, On Japan that was otherworldly at the people who saw that or even saw the aftermath were like holy cow what was that never seen anything even remotely like the atomic bomb so let's say the Chinese have whatever the equivalent of that is 80 years later like the next level not nuclear bomb, but like some laser, expo- who knows? Like some crazy otherworldly-like weapon. And they use it on Los Angeles. And Los Angeles just evaporates, gone. China could come back and say, whoa, wow. <sighs> That's awful. Must have been aliens. Wasn't us. We, we, we can't do that. That's good. it was aliens who did that. And we're like, what? You did it. No, I didn't do it. Must have been aliens. <laughs> and maybe we do that to them. Maybe that's why the government is uh, wanting us to think that aliens exist. There's no, so that's it. That's my take. There's no way aliens exist because why would they swing by and say hi to someone in Arizona then leave? And there's no way we have alien spacecraft. You couldn't keep that a secret. And if anything, the government is leaking this to scare you and to control you. And I'll just tell you one last thing. I asked our producer if we could get that whistleblower to tell the story of the alien spacecraft. Like the whistleblower I was telling you about, the guy who was on all these like task force of unidentified, whatever. Like, let's get him on and like have have him tell us the story. Turns out that intelligence whistleblower needs to be cleared by the Pentagon. Why would the Pentagon have to clear, why, why would they ever clear this guy to give an interview? He's a whistleblower. Why would the Defense Department clear a whistle? Like, that's the point of a whistleblower is you're not cleared. You're blowing the whistle. That's not a whistleblower. This is a government propaganda campaign. You have to ask the government's permission for him to tell this top secret story of this deeply covert program where they have... Are you kidding me? (sighs) So in light of all that, I have two questions. Why does the Defense Department want you to think that there are UFOs? And then my bigger question is, why do we want to believe that there are UFOs so badly? So convince me, our next guest will give it their best shot. Ron James from the Mutual UFO Network. This podcast is brought to you by Patriot Gold Group, a story just published on CBS News, cbsnews.com, where to buy gold bars and coins. why did they write that story? Because April, more people than ever Googled, where do I buy gold? Not, should I buy gold? We're way past, should I? Where? How do I get it? How do I get the gold in my hands right now? That's what China and, and many other central banks around the world uh, have been asking, and they've been doing it. So Patriot Gold Group is your answer. Patriot. They could have called themselves anything. Jack and the guys over there went with Patriot Gold Group. They're good people. Right? We're working with people with shared values here. Patriot Gold Group you can own it like physical gold in your in your hands. Also talk about a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver as well and you may be eligible for a no fee for life IRA on qualifying rollovers which is pretty awesome. So you get a free investor's guide just give them a call 1888 617 6122 1888 617 6122 and buy some gold or it's too late six years in a row six years consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. how about that six years in a row and counting one 617 6122 or patriotgoldgroup.com Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've
2: gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office
1: The UFO reality can no longer be denied. In 2017, the New York Times broke a front page story about a shadowy government program. Pentagon had this secret UFO monitoring
0: agency which nobody knew about. Don't ask me because I'm not going to tell you.
1: Instead of answers, we've been given a new narrative. The UAPs are not ours or any foreign governments. Then the question is,
3: whose
2: are they? You can ask the questions, but who are you going to ask them of? And you've got to make sure you're asking the right people. There are many things that are out there in the ether that aren't officially brought to our attention.
0: How would it have to be officially brought to your attention? I'm bringing it to your attention. Do you expect to see real answers in this report? Uh, Honestly, I don't think so, Jake. Memorable quote in that is, technology not of this earth, not made by man. That's a profound moment.
1: There you go. That is the movie, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. It's available on Amazon right now. We are talking to the director and he's also at the Mutual UFO Network. Ron James, how are you, brother?
2: Great, thanks for having me on.
1: My pleasure. Congratulations on the documentary. Again, you can watch it on Amazon. So uh, we got a few minutes here. You got to convince me, Ron. I don't think aliens exist. I don't think UFOs exist. Where do you start with someone like me?
2: Well, uh, first I'd start by telling you to watch the movie. It it really is a primer for people like you that don't have uh, either a a lot of understanding or. Um, Uh, belief in the topic because unlike a lot of other films, this this movie lays out real evidence, government documents, witnesses. We have one of the guys that actually ran one of these secret programs that finally came out and his credentials are impeccable. And and all of the people that you're seeing in today's headlines, uh, uh, Tim Burchett, Gary Nolan, uh, Ralph Blumenthal who broke this big story about government programs in the debrief, uh, Dr. Michio Kaku, the famous physicist, they're all in the film. Uh, laying this out in a historical uh, manner, just like a lawyer would lay out a case. And so it's it's very compelling. And then also I'm the media relations director for MUFON and we're the Mutual UFO Network. This is a worldwide group with over 7,000 members, 700 plus active field investigators. We've been studying this for years and years since we're in our 55th year. We have over 150,000 cases that are documented now as far as trying to convince you from the ground up, uh, very few scientists at this point will say that there's no life in outer space, uh, that that we're the only uh, uh, living beings in in the galaxy. And so not believing in aliens is definitely on the wrong side of even most scientific conjecture at this point. Now, not believing that they're interacting with humans or that we have any kind of contact with them or that they can get here from vast distances in space, that's justifiable at this point, but there seems to be a lot of evidence to the contrary. Um, and so, you know, to not believe in aliens, the first part, well, there's probably life in outer space, most people agree. So you might want to take another look at that. Now, not believing that we're being interacted with, or that they're coming here, or that they have a footprint on our history, there's a lot of evidence that's coming out to the contrary. Move on the musical. why
1: would they? Why would they come such great distances to plant a crop circle, or to crash in Vegas, or to swing by and then zip away? What, what do you think their motivation would be?
2: Well, there's a there could be a lot of motivations for alien interaction, and the other thing is that. The possibility that they're coming from another planet is only one option of many that are being discovered and talked about right now by mainstream science. Uh, There's a guy, Dr. Gary Nolan at Stanford, who invented a new way to do mass spectrometry. And he has admitted to me in the film and in public that he has been analyzing exotic materials that came from craft that could not have been made on earth. And that is proven by the isotopic ratios of the materials. So, and and more and more people are coming forward, including David Grush, who just said that, yeah, there's this whole catalog of government programs have been studying this stuff for years. There's a mountain of evidence to support this. And more and more of that evidence is going to come out. So there's a variety of different possibilities for why they're coming here. And there's a variety of different possibilities of where they're coming from, but at this can point, you, can you
1: help? Like, can you give me like one? Like, what do you, what do you think is one one of many reasons why they would come and then just zip around and leave?
2: Well, we don't know that they've zipped around and left. You know, these these objects that we're seeing that that you believe are uh, current military technology. Uh, the, one of the people that comes forward in our film, Colonel John Alexander, admits that he was running a government program 40 years ago to study these things, and they were studying the same kind of craft with the same kind of capabilities. Now, you might say today that these things are out there uh, and they could be our technology, but 40 years ago, 50 years ago, in the, the era of World War II, we certainly didn't have the capability to create craft like this, and they have been around yeah. for a long time.
1: Okay, we only have four minutes. I hate it, but I want everyone to watch the documentary so they can get your full take. But I want to ask you this. Um, One thing that I found quite striking was that whistleblower, what's his name, Gruff or Grush? or whatever. The most recent whistleblower. Grush. We wanted to have him on the show, but he needed to be approved by the Pentagon in order to do an interview. What kind of whistleblower needs Pentagon approval in order to talk about top secret, deeply covert stuff If not, this is indeed, actually, a Pentagon propaganda campaign to get people to believe that there are UFOs for some reason.
2: Well, if if there wasn't such a history to support the story that he's telling, then we might be a little more skeptical. But the fact of the matter is, the new whistleblower legislation that was included in the Defense Appropriations Act It covers people who know information about this to come forward and make statements, mostly behind closed doors to Congress. Now, as far as just coming out and blowing classified information at a press conference at the National Press Club or on a television show, the legalities of that have not been worked out. So there is still jeopardy to come from doing something like that. So although the door is open for whistleblowers right now to come forward and say what they know, the actual fine print of that is not defined in such a way that would allow him to just come on and, and start flashing mm-hmm. classified material. But the fact that he's I guess actually I would think that... not being disallowed.
1: I, 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 I think they would just kill him. Like if this guy was really leaking this super deeply, profoundly classified information about life, they would just be like, sorry, man, you're dead, you're gone. We're not, we're not gonna have anything to do with you. You're not, oh, I guess we'll have to let him go on the first TV uh, next Wednesday. Like that, that seems weird.
2: Well, here's the thing. The people that have been managing this secret and, and they do exist. They've been managing this at a very, very deep level. Our modern day politicians, most of the people in the Pentagon, not read in. Very few people understand what really went on. Very few people are left that have the entire bird's eye view. However, because of, of changes in technology and the way we're progressing, the information about the existence of whatever this is is not something that's gonna be kept a secret for long because it's becoming more and more obvious. And so the powers that be are allowing a certain amount of information to come out under a new narrative that absolves all these people from the sins of the past, for lack of a better word. And what David Grush is doing is coming forth and exposing the fact that yes, we do have these things and yes, there have been these programs and yes, they are so secret that even a president can't get read in fully in modern day. And if this was just coming out of the blue, we'd be like, okay, that's hard to believe. But the problem is what he's saying is supported by 70 years of evidence, thousands of eyewitnesses, lab results from technology. Uh, Buffon is in possession of a Freedom of Information Act request that acknowledges that the government is in possession of exotic materials shot from UFOs recovered by the Department of Defense and studied at a very specific laboratory and what those materials are and what they might be capable of and what they're made of. We have these reports. It was given to us by the Defense Intelligence Agency and we published them in the movie. So the, uh, you might be on the uh, wrong side of history, uh, Mike.
1: I got about 30 seconds. What do you think aliens look like?
2: Well, that's anybody's guess. There's, people think that there's different species of aliens. And as we state in the film, you know, what's our definition of life? We don't even, we just think we're these little carbon creatures here on planet earth and that must be it. There could be creatures that are energy based. There could be creatures that are physically based. There could be AI robots that are sentient. There could be little green men from Zeta Reticuli. The idea of what do aliens look like is as broad as saying, well, it's a universe full of billions of galaxies. What do you think the population looks like? There's probably millions of different types of variations of life in front of us, and that's just in the physical universe. We're not even talking about the nature of reality and consciousness
1: yet. Ron James, Mutual UFO Network, and the documentary Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations is on Amazon right now. Ron, appreciate you, man.
2: Thank you, Mike.
1: Have a great day. Mutual UFO Network. Coming up next, we'll talk to the guy who does in fact believe that this is Military technology, Mike Slater, spread the word. Our very first sponsor on this show was Public Square. I'm such a fan of, it's more than just being a fan of this app and this company and the people there. It's just this whole movement that they are the answer to. Like everyone's like, I don't want to spend money at this woke company. And, and we have that passion for it. But then we're like, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, where else are you going to go? And and people will just keep spending money with this woke company. But with Public Square, now you know. Now you have your out. So I love following them on Instagram because they say, hey, here's all these woke companies. Instead of them, buy here. So ditch Girl Scout cookies. Ditch Billy Razors. Ditch and just uh, Starbucks. Ditch Johnson & Johnson. Ditch Ultra & Sephora. Instead, buy here and all these uh, companies with our, owned by people with our values who believe in the things we do. Not that we have to agree on everything, like every political thing, but like the big stuff, like the big important things, like the sanctity of life, for instance, that America is the greatest country in the world. For instance, I'm just on their website right now, publicsq.com. You scroll down to the bottom uh, and it has the five values that you need to believe in in order to be featured in this app. So I'd rather do business with people like this. Who are these people? PublicSQ.com. But just download the app for free. Click near me. Coffee shops. Boom. Start there. Don't go to Starbucks. Go to a local coffee shop with people like this. And then you can branch out from there with all types of businesses, local and across the country. PublicSQ.com and the free app in the App Store. Public Square.
0: America is on trial. wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
4: If you're telling us the truth, everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades.
1: Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. You are saying to the human race, for the first time, an
4: official intelligence representative at a high level from the U.S. government is saying publicly, we are not alone.
1: We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Okay, that's the big UFO whistleblower in the government. And again, just to be clear, the Pentagon needed to sign off on us interviewing him. So he's a Pentagon-approved whistleblower. Our friend Brandon Wykert is here. Couple books that are relevant here. First, Winning Space. How America Remains a Superpower, and his newest book, Biohacked, China's Race to Control Life. They're both relevant. Brandon, great to hear you, brother.
4: Great to be back. Thanks for having me again.
1: Great you're here. So uh, let me just ask you, the big picture, do UFOs exist? Well, whatever we're seeing is certainly not easy
4: to identify for most people. So in that way, it's unidentified. Um, so we know they're there. I do think there's something there, but as you know, I'm not sold on this idea that it's E.T. looking for a friend. <laughs> so
1: if it's not an alien, what is it?
4: I think it is next generation, highly exotic, U.S. military, Chinese military, Russian military craft.
1: It's hard for us to understand this and to visualize it, but I made a reference earlier to the atomic bomb. Right. And I feel like if you were living in 1945, the atomic bomb would seem otherworldly. And it's been a while since we've maybe well, I'm not saying there's been other other like the stealth bomber seems pretty otherworldly too. So you're suggesting it's like a whole nother step of yeah. military capability that we don't know about. Like what? So um, right
4: now, just think about what David Grush said, um, the whistleblower, the Pentagon-approved whistleblower. What did he say there? He said that there is a, quote, cold war going on between the United States, China, and Russia to retrieve these craft. Well, there is a Cold War going on, particularly between the United States and China, uh, not just as we see it in the South China Sea uh, and sort of play out in the news media, but there's a Cold War going on for things like dominating rare earth minerals, there's a Cold War going on for dominating the creation of fourth industrial revolution technology, that's biotech, that's aerospace technologies like hypersonic vehicles, metamaterials, things like graphene, uh, the MIT scientist Shane Thomas. Todd may have been murdered by Huawei uh, while working in Singapore because of his uh, work on graphene. Uh, In fact, it's believed that the Malaysian Airlines may have been taken down in 2014 because it was carrying illegally grabbed uh, graphene and metamaterials Mm. um, that was put on the plane headed for Beijing by Chinese uh, uh, spies. So there is a Cold War going on for exotic technology. um, And I, I don't think though the exotic technology in question is alien. I think that's actually the cover story. I think the real truth is that the United States, many decades ago, developed some really amazing next generation technology uh, and that's what we're seeing. And I think actually the Chinese have probably also reverse engineered uh, technology from things they pilfered from us. And I think the Russians also many decades ago when they were the Soviet Union got access to this technology and been working on their own programs. And I think that's what we're seeing in the sky is various national militaries experimenting uh, in our airspace. And um, I think that's really what this is.
1: Can you help us understand the order of magnitude difference between what we know military is capable of, like when we go to an air show, versus what a hypersonic... Uh, missile, or one day I suppose jet is capable right.
4: of. Well, so hypersonic technology is even kind of old when you consider it. I mean, we've been working with the like, hypersonic technology uh, for decades. Now, we haven't scaled it up. This has been America's problem: is we always develop these amazing new technologies, and we really don't scale it up. It's China who will then take the technology and actually scale it up to a, something that they can use. So, in the case of hypersonic, mm. um, the Chinese military has probably the most sophisticated hypersonic program in existence today. Uh, they have vehicles that can travel around the Earth at 3,800 miles an hour, and then they tested this vehicle two years ago, the summer of 2021. It came within 20 miles of its intended target in the Gobi Desert in China after circling the earth I think 30 times at 3800 miles an hour. We don't have a system. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a system that can defend against that. Our air defense network is primed for defending against conventional ballistic missile technology and that hypersonic technology is technically somewhat old. So, it is likely that our military and now the Chinese military and the Russian militaries, they are experimenting on a small scale with technology that might even be generations ahead of that. The question is, can they scale it up and apply it in a, in a fashion that will help them strategically to change the outcome of strategic issues? We know China wants mm. to dominate these fields so they can become the number one superpower by 2049, the 100th year anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China, and they Need to be mm. able to have scalable technology like this.
1: How long does it take to travel around the whole world at 3,800 miles an hour?
4: Uh, relatively instantly. Uh, we know that, for instance, this technology could reach here within five to ten minutes. And again, our air defense network cannot defend against this tech, and that's the scary thing.
1: Five. Five. To, so an airplane flight to China is, I don't know.
4: Well, it gets a little bit hours. different. It gets Some... a little bit different when we're talking about putting people in, and it's a little bit different. But basically, a hypersonic glide vehicle uh traveling at that speed or even faster, it's believed China can get because they have a larger wind tunnel for testing and building these things than we do presently. So conceivably mm. it could be as little as five to ten minutes, at most half an hour. And we don't have the Amazing. ability to track and cool. defend against that.
1: Right now. Okay, so all that like that's crazy and like really bad too, uh, if you're American. Um, but like how does that explain like that video out of Vegas with the police body cameras? Like there's green light. Yeah. Like, what is that?
4: Um, it could I mean it, you know, maybe it is aliens, but again, I I <laughs> think given given where that is located, there's a lot of uh you know, defense installations there doing all kinds of weird tests um, it's possible that this was a malfunctioning thing. Um, and I mean, what I think is going on is an elaborate cover story. I think the Chinese, and I've been, you know, I think this, I've been warning the military. In fact, Grush's home agency, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, I've consulted with before. And I have spoken to people there, I've spoken to people at DOD in which I explain, I believe China has caught up with us and may even be leapfrogging us in critical next generation technologies. And I think what the DOD might be doing is putting out an elaborate cover story to try to bluff china from using this next generation technology in war against us by saying hey look china we've got little green men that we captured decades ago and we've had decades of lead time to develop this stuff maybe that's
1: not what maybe that's a bluff okay so that's so that's my last question for you only got about two minutes okay that that whistleblower like the fact that that whistleblower he's approved is a pentagon approved like that doesn't make sense so what's the play there for the pentagon
4: I think it might be to try it might be some desperate attempt at deterrence. The Chinese have technology now that they can beat us with if they apply it, and they've shown they can apply it in the real world. So maybe this is a Hail Mary attempt by the Pentagon to try to keep China from pulling the trigger on deploying these systems in combat because these systems can actually beat us. We don't have defenses against us. So if we tell them we've got little green men and it kind of gets in their headspace and scares them even for a few years from using these systems, maybe we can catch up too. But I think that's what's Ah, up That's great.
1: That's great. And we have, not only do we have the little green men, we also have, like, we have their spacecraft and their materials that aren't of this planet even. And we can use those to who knows what, but you better not attack. That is... Crazy. Brandon Weikert, Winning Space, How America Remains a Superpower, a Must Read, and his newest book, Biohacked China's Race to Control Life. Brandon, always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you, sir. Coming up next, we'll talk to uh, a writer for uh, Tim Cass News. He also wrote a book about uh, paranormal and all the UFOs. And he's talked to a ton of these uh, people all across the country who have seen UFOs, who have been abducted by aliens. We'll get his take next. I don't have this utopian ideology that this is going to, you know, solve world problems, stop war entirely. But all I want is a moment of pause and and to see if the subject unites us as we've obviously become more divided over the last couple of decades.
4: Because, if anything else, what you're revealing may mean we all start thinking of ourselves not as American, Australian, Russian, Chinese, but as human.
1: Human family, I think that's... uh, Totally the right term, yeah. That's it. That's exactly what we were talking about at the end of the first segment, that this is a government plot to usher in a one-world government because it's not American versus Russian. It's human race versus aliens. Like, that's exactly what that is. Now, we were going to talk to that whistleblower. That was the, that was the uh, intelligence official uh, whistleblower guy. We were going to talk to him, but he needs Pentagon permission in order to continue to blow the whistle on the media. I was like, why was the... Why would the Pentagon want him to talk? 57% of US adults think that aliens probably or definitely exist. It's going up. In 1996, 20% of people thought that UFOs existed. Now it's uh, 34%. I don't understand that because, well, I guess you can think aliens exist, but maybe not UFOs. I suppose that's right. Uh, 66% of people think that these aliens are technically, technologically more advanced than we are. Uh, but what I think is most interesting is 35% think they'd be hostile to us. I don't know. Why you I don't know why people are so hopeful that they'd they'd be our friends if they did come our way. Shane Cashman is here. He is a staff writer at Timcast News, and his book is called Tales from the Inverted World. Close contact with ghosts, UFOs, serial killers, and simulation theory. Shane, how you doing, brother?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think uh 99- Take us back. Well, I was ahead. gonna say real quick, watching that whistleblower clip. I think ninety-nine percent of any government official, any whistleblower any well-vetted Pentagon official has lost any credibility. So I I see that clip and I I, like, it's so exciting to see people talk about it, but it means nothing to me.
1: Yeah, that that, that cynicism at the least is is well-founded. Take me back 10 years. Where were you when it came to all this paranormal, inverted world stuff?
3: Oh yeah, I've been into this since I was a kid. I grew up in in an old house. From the 1700s in New York and the Hudson Valley that you know my parents always said we had a we had ghosts living there just because it's an old house so I it was very nonchalant idea of the paranormal nothing I was very into all that much it was just a part of our life you know it was a town I'm from where Edgar Allan Poe went to college for a little bit so it kind of seeped into everyday life but um, I never had any experiences like that and uh, just thought it was you know something interesting to to write about and talk about Uh, but that was about it.
1: So what did you learn in your book about, uh, give us some of the stories that are UFO related from your book.
3: So yeah, in the New Inverted World book, I went to Georgia to talk about the Confederate gold that went missing in this particular town when the Confederacy was dissolved. On my third night there, I'm at the house I'm staying at. It's a big farm uh, surrounded by uh, pine trees. And we saw this bright orb drop out of the sky and just kind of move up and down left and right. It was interesting. My first thought is, okay, it's a UFO, technically speaking. I don't think it's aliens, you know, I don't know what it is, because I'm skeptical of all these things. So, I spent a few months talking to officials like the DEA, maybe it was a helicopter for drugs. Uh, I talked to meteorologists, uh, I talked to a lot of locals who claim to have seen this type of orb going back to the 50s and 60s. No one knows what it is. I don't know if it's aliens, my inclination is that it's probably government, Um, but you know, it, it could be it could be anything. I uh, I just know that our government likes to work on things in secret. And there is a military base within an hour or so of this town. And most of the reports we get through the government happen to take place in your military bases.
1: Mm, interesting. Yeah, tell me about that. You found that to be true?
3: Uh, yeah, it seems that way. It was I think two June's ago when that UAP report came out, which I just got to say that the rebranding from UFO to UAP is always is bothersome. Like, why are we rebranding now?
1: It's yeah, another, why?
3: Yeah, it's another point of like skepticism for me. It was like, okay, they're, they're really trying to sell it now with like less taboo. But um, so they did that. and yes. every every report of a sighting in that UAP thing happened around a military base. So in my mind, that's them saying, we're testing something and you, citizens of Earth, are our, our experiments. you are you're our test subjects, right? So that's where I go. However, you know, people have been saying they've been seeing things in the sky for centuries. So I, I don't fully discount it because there's these crazy paintings. Mm. You know, all these, all these weird stories that, you know, we could go back and forth about there being demons or biblical or they're aliens, you know. But uh, the things that are happening now, I'm, I'm really skeptical
1: of. It's a good point about... The cave drawings of UFO-like things—that's interesting. I uh, don't know what to do with that one. Um, right. What about aliens? Do you talk about aliens in your book at all? Have you talked to people um, who've seen aliens?
3: I in in this book, I only talk to people about that UFO, which no one understands. In the previous inverted world book, this is so. This is volume two that I was just talking about. In volume one, I I spent a lot of time with a guy who claims to have been abducted since he was nine years old. That the aliens carried him outside of his window in Peekskill New York and he hovered over the Hudson River and uh he said this has been happening to him his whole life and he's probably in his 60s now he started a, a type of um it's kind of like an AA for abductees where they all kind of meet in Pine Bush New York yeah <laughs> yeah And he, you know he says he's got things that he feels in his head all this stuff um and he look he's a very believable guy he's really normal he's a tech guy he works on computers and glides you know for for a hobby but um I hear hear his stories and they're fascinating, but there's also those things known as military abductions where it could be the military doing these things. If you want to believe it's happening to him at all, my gut says perhaps he's being abducted by our military, which is, our military does very interesting things to its citizens, so it's not totally out of the realm of reason for that to happen. But yeah, that guy, in that story, he he really believes.
1: So he thinks he he regularly gets abducted. That wasn't just a one-time shot.
3: He's been abducted by multiple aliens, according to him. Tall gray, small gray, wow. all different types. He's he's been used as like a as like a healing device for aliens that were sick. Um, they've oh. studied him. Oh yeah, they've opened up his skull, and uh, you know, and he he's very skeptical of other abductees, which I always thought was interesting. When he talks to other abductees, he doesn't always believe them. You know, <laughs> so I appreciate that about him. Oh,
1: that's. <laughs> That's right. Someone else tells a story. He's like, "You're a crackpot." That's not right. 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 It's, no, it's why, why does he think he's the guy? He thinks he's like a, he has like special healing powers. That's pretty good. Well,
3: yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, he believes he's 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 spoken to aliens, tell with telekinesis. He's helped them, I uh, like through osmosis, heal some elder in the craft. Uh, he believes he's met different aliens, and uh, yeah, it's funny because when I first met him, we had about two or three hours of normal conversation about politics. Uh, and then, and then we, we somehow segued right into the UFO thing, and then you open up this whole world that he's experienced since he was nine. Uh, but you know, as believable as he sounds, it's hard for me to you know say, yes, this is 100% true. But his stories are certainly fascinating. He's a great storyteller. Um, but you, know, okay, you but have so, to keep in mind so that military this, abductions do happen.
1: So having written this book and, and just lived in this world for a while and talked to a lot of people, what's your ultimate conclusion so far when it comes to UFOs and aliens? Where, where do you settle at this moment?
3: Okay, I think the UFOs we're or're seeing, we're seeing today are probably man-made,, you know, I think a project Blue Beam, which is this theory where they're going to project a type of maybe maybe Jesus in the sky or maybe aliens in the sky. So I see that as this overall uh, power grab where they're going to use this to change uh, human perception moving forward and uh, who knows, create some type of new uh, tyranny you know, post COVID, if you can imagine it getting worse. I also believe I also believe our government is way capable of doing of, of carrying out atrocities on its people. They've been doing it forever. So that falls in line with them building these new devices, which I, I would call weapons if, if people are seeing things moving through the sky that they can't explain. I tend to think it's, alien, uh, it, it's the government. However, I also think it's very possible that something else could very well exist. I don't know if it's these things we're seeing right now. You know, I just spent some time with uh, Alex Jones in Texas, and we, we kind of went back and forth about <laughs> real, alien, real aliens versus fake aliens. And we were discussing, you know, the interdimensional aliens, which for whatever reason sounds more believable to me, where it's these, these beings can pass through, uh, you know, time folded in half and enter our reality. Maybe they're demons. Yeah, you know? so that, I don't
1: know. That's that. That's the counter argument to my opening segment, which is our universe is so massively big; it would take you ten thousand years to get to the, the the nearest star. Right. So, like, they couldn't go that far and that fast. And then like do a crop circle here, but if they could like go between dimensions, yeah, then that would be the explanation to, to make sense of that. Right. One. I love uh, I love but, that I'm uh, in a
3: world. I love that I'm in a world where I think that that's more believable than aliens in outer space. But for whatever <laughs> reason, here I am. But I also just don't want to discount a lot of things people have seen throughout the ages at the same time. So I'm just in this world of skepticism where a lot of things are definitely interesting. And I don't know yet how to uh, parse through all of it. But when I see these things happening on Twitter, where they're sharing videos of the uh, UFO in Las Vegas crashing, or that alien crouching behind some backyard, it, it looks so blatantly false to me that I don't know why people mm. uh, grab onto those things and see it like and, and you know parade it around as evidence.
1: Uh, Shane Cashman, if you want to trip out. Read his book, Tales from the Inverted World, Close Contact with UFOs, Ghosts, UFOs, Serial Killers, Simulation Theory, and of course, Tim Cast News. Shane, let's talk again, man, appreciate you. Yeah,
3: thank you very much for having
1: me. Well, that's our special. This will probably be the most popular special we've ever done in the many years of the Mike Slater Show on the first TV. This will probably be the most popular one we've ever done. How about that? Um, What do we do with it? You won't find meaning in aliens. I'll leave you with this because actually there's so much I want to say. We're going to do a special podcast just on this, on Politics by Faith. We're going to do it just specifically because how do we look at this from a biblical perspective? We didn't have time to do that today. Um, so I want to do that on, on the podcast, Politics by Faith. If aliens do exist, they'll probably come and kill you anyway. So then you're still faced with the same big question. Where will you go then for all of eternity? All that stuff is still true and relevant, whether they exist or not. Mike Slade, good work.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.